Nema rehema na mani iwe kunuzitikaza baba mungu na bona wetu yesu Kristo amina please be seated The uh, greeting I did there in uh, Swahili, I'll do the rest in English. <laughs> uh, today's uh, gospel isn't so cheery and happy as we begin the Advent season. We are warned to stay awake for the coming of the Lord in judgment. It's certainly not as cheery and uh, as happy as all those Christmas songs that people have begun singing and listening to now that Thanksgiving is over. Some people have already begun decorating their Christmas trees and putting up blinking lights. By contrast, the gospel reading really shocks us into asking, what does Advent mean? Advent is not a complex word. It's, it simply means coming. During Advent, the main point is to remember that God kept his promise to send the Messiah to die for our sins, to atone for the fall, to crush the head of the serpent. Jesus was faithful to come the first time to save us. Therefore, we can be confident that he will come again on the last day for judgment. Therefore, stay awake. For you do not know on what day the Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Now, I have to confess that it is really hard for me to accurately assess whether people in America are staying awake in faith, living with the expectation of Judgment Day, or if they have fallen asleep to some fairy tale of an old man in a red suit giving out goodies. I have difficulty understanding how America has changed so much since I moved to Africa in 2006. Life there is very different than here. If you had uh, seen the documentary What is a Woman by Matt Walsh, you might understand. In that documentary, he interviewed people from different professions, political views, and experiences to answer the question, what is a woman? Surprisingly, he even traveled all the way to Kenya, where I live. And he interviewed people from the Maasai tribe. Those are the very specific people with whom I live. He asked them, what is a woman? It wasn't hard for the Messiah to answer what a woman is. It's a, uh, a, a person who has different body parts. They have babies, and they take care of children. But then Matt Walsh asked the Messiah tribe about non-binary persons. They couldn't even translate non-binary into their language. They never heard this word. He had to explain that non-binary persons are people who are born biologically a man but then discover in their minds or emotions that their inner being is a woman, or vice versa. The Maasai translator looked in bewilderment at the new American beliefs about creation. 
it is incomprehensible. The Maasai said that is not how God made people. He made them male and female, as the Bible says. Anything else is to deny truth. So the question is, have the minds and ears of people in America falling asleep to the word of God? Or are the African people backwards? Because they are not enlightened enough to change their view of good and evil, or what truth is. What will God say when he comes back on Judgment Day? Now this, the dangers for the transgender movement are very serious, and it seems that people aren't even questioning these things. And I, I'm very concerned because I'm living in, in Africa, but I have three daughters here who attend Lutheran high schools and universities, and their friends are struggling with these issues. Now, there are very three serious dangers for this transgender movement. The first one is sterilization of children. It is not reversible. Have you seen the Senate testimony with these questions when these questions are posed to doctors? They know that puberty blockers are sterilizing children and sex change operations cannot fix it. Men cannot have babies. The second danger is the suicide rates. Suicide rates are 15 ho uh, times higher than the national average. Progressives will tell you that it's because the Bible believers punish them with immorality. But is that true? Or is the suicide rate so high because the law written on their hearts is convicting them? The third danger about this transgender movement is the world is trying to be, make people fall asleep to God's word and his coming for judgment. In Romans chapter 1, it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Is the truth being suppressed in these last days? What is the truth? Romans continues, For although they knew God, they did not honor him or give him thanks, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. Therefore God gave them up to the lust of their hearts, to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies amongst themselves. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions, for their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. And since they did not see it fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetous, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors, evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, and ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, that he not only do them, 
but give approval to those who practice them. What worries me is the dangers of those who give consent to this transgender movement. Let me read that last verse again. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. Has America fallen asleep in these last days? Am I confused about what's happening in the last days? The epistle reading was quite short. There, it said there, but besides this, you know that the hour has come for you to wake from your sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone, the day is at hand. Let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the full armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy. These are the things that are happening in the last days. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. We need to wake up from our slumber and remember that Jesus is coming. We do not know exactly when. We do not know exactly when, but we do know that the hour has come to wake from your sleep. For salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, that we may walk in his paths, for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. God's ways are repentance from all sins, including these recent movements, from acknowledging them to buying into them. We know from the catechism that we are always fighting against the devil, the world, and our sinful nature, which are always trying to deceive us into False belief, despair, and other great shame and vice. But even if we have slipped, there is hope to wake up and be cleansed. The Bible says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Jesus died for all these sins as well. He has cleansed you from all those sins and he cleanses you and heals you again as he comes to us in the medicine of the Lord's Supper. Do not fall asleep to these facts. There certainly is a danger with all these thoughts of sugar plums dancing in your head, but it is not St. Nicholas who will soon be here. 
it will be Jesus who comes as a thief in the night to bring salvation and everlasting peace to those who are awake in faith, trusting in the true story of Christmas, trusting in his word. His word is truth, and his promise is certain. He is coming for those who trust in his word of salvation, and we will soon be delivered. Amen. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.